have such sights to show you. Do you love horror? Do you love sci-fi? If so, you've come to the right place. Each week we'll dissect, discuss, and or shit all over the movies we love and also love to hate. I'm Ken and I'm with Chris, Doug, Josh, and together we are the Horrified Podcast. And one more thing, we are not safe for work or for the faint of heart. Hi and welcome to the Horrify Podcast. Today we're going to talk about The Babadook from 2014. Uh, real quick, I want to mention that due to COVID, we are in the underground bunker and the sound sounds shitty. So, Fuck COVID. Yeah. We're apologizing right now, but it's a virus did it. We didn't do it. We're doing our best for you. For you. For you. So The Babadook, mm. directed by Jennifer Kent, who actually also wrote this film, and it's her uh, directorial debut, that's and right. that's uh, it premiered uh, at Sundance. It did. I guess she also wrote the children's book featured in this film. <laughs> yeah, you would assume. <laughs> I'd like to say Is, something about the children's think, book in this film. Do you think you'd find it categorized in the children's <laughs> the children's I'm, section I'm of Barnes saying, and Noble? She wears many hats, clearly. So, one thing, real quick, off the back, off the bat, we talked about. Just now, you mentioned she wrote the children's book. Why was the children's book written in a trapper keeper? Did you guys notice that? It looked like she wrote it in the 19, looked like a early 1990s, yeah. late 80s, maybe. I didn't notice that. Was it a pop-up book? No, it it's a pop-up book, but it was it big the thick. prop looks like a trapper keeper. It does. That's how they do it in Australia. Maybe it's an Australian thing. I never moved on. By the way, this movie is an Australian <laughs> film. Yes. Uh, just to throw that out there, it had a $2 million budget, and obviously I'm pretty sure it killed it in the box office. Um, $2 million. <laughs> it had a $2 million budget. It had yeah. to have done well, yeah. right? It was pretty well received, if I remember correctly. So this movie's real uh, you know, theme-heavy. Yeah. Obviously, it was my opinion that this, this movie was about... You know, being a mother, motherhood, survivor's guilt, loss, blame, and grief. And to me, it was pretty obvious, which didn't actually make the movie enjoyable for me. It just made it more depressing for me. Yeah, it's pretty ham-fisted with its message, I think. Um, Especially watching it uh, again. I liked it a lot the first time I saw it. And now the theme, I I, I don't know. It it got in the way this time, this viewing. For sure. Well, but so the, the opening scene is she's having a dream, right? That Yeah, the car accident. Right. Yeah, the car accident. I mean, that's what it yeah. plays it off. Like, she's, this is a car accident, but you don't really know for sure what's going on. Right. You, know, you see the glass flying. She's, yeah. And we find out she's on the way to the hospital to have her, her son and her husband dies in the car wreck. So, yeah, and there's a great scene that, that tells us that where she's in the grocery store. So the main character... Is in the grocery store with her son, um, and her son just kind of blurts out, you know, <laughs> what's happening. She's like, "Yeah, mommy's or daddy died on the way to the hospital when mommy was pregnant with me." And the lady at the grocery store is like, "Oh, shit." Well, she's she's very lucky to have you. <laughs> <laughs> like that's when you're just like, "I gotta go get groceries." <laughs> well, one thing that sets the tone in this movie very early is that when 
in that first scene when she's having her dream, she wakes up because her kid is screaming and right. wakes up. And he says, he's saying, I have the, or I had the dream again, right? And then she's, to comfort him, she like pulls out a book and they read the story of the big bad wolf. Mm -hmm. And then the kid's like, oh, I'm going to kill that monster if it shows up again. Right. So it's setting that theme like right out of the gate yeah. of, you know, this woman is clearly tormented from something that we don't really have right. all it's, the knowledge of just right. yet. The, and then the kid is obviously totally fucked up and yeah. he, we well, don't know he's what, kind of like a genius inventor too yeah. i mean yeah. he can yeah. work a ripsaw just fine <laughs> he built you know he these little cool shit yeah he built a backpack that launches a ball yeah uh samuel's his name right yeah and the, and the mother is amelia vigorously grinds his teeth in his sleep yes. yeah that's a scary scene yeah, in the beginning yeah. right yeah, so she's laying with her son she's a single mother obviously her father died her husband died and they're laying in bed and this kid is being obnoxious and she can't sleep and he grinds his teeth in like the most messed up way i've ever seen like i'm, I'm like is this movie about this kid like eating her alive or like what the, what is this so like, and the kid is plagued by like childhood monsters that all kids i i presume um they're all scared of you know the monster under the bed or um or in the closet, that kind of thing. And she's obviously plagued by her own demons. And it conflicts quite a bit, because, like, you, you get the feeling she hates her kid. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. God, yes. She does not love that kid. <laughs> <laughs> but would you? <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I he, like that kid. He, he, he sabotages everything he's she tries to do. He's, he's, you know, unintentionally sabotaging. He's, yeah. you know, messing with... His cousin, which is you know her sister's daughter, she, her sister have just one daughter or a couple of kids. I can't remember. I don't remember the one. Well, he, yeah. he torments yeah. the girl, pushes her out of a treehouse at one yeah. point, and busts her nose, and just is an all-around you know yeah. bastard. He interrupts <laughs> her masturbating. Right. Uh, Ooh, yeah. Well, did anyone else admit that, that the the vibrator looked like a remote control? Yes. I'm like I'm like oh she's gonna watch TV. I'm like that's not how you change the channel. <laughs> Maybe not your house, her so. channel. It's, uh, it's universal. Yeah. So she she has no alone time. You know. So she's really stressed. She can't sleep because he's up all hours being crazy and shooting his fucking catapult backpack. <laughs> right. Like those little weird balls. He's shooting them all over the house. Shooting him at the mom and. And he takes it to school, right? And yeah. that inevitably gets yeah. right, him gets him in big trouble. Trouble which, at which school, adds, which adds to the tension between the mom and, and son. Um, but yeah, so one night she, well, yeah, where does she find the book? It's 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 just on their porch, it's right? On the doorstep. The doorstep. And she's like, "Oh, this is a good thing to read." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this trapper keeper book. <laughs> so in in one of their their uh, their traditions, they. Um, yeah, she reads what she thinks is just an innocent children's book, but it's uh. Well, he finds it on the bookshelf. It just shows up on his bookshelf because he's searching around. Oh, uh, oh he finds yeah, it on the book. He brings it to her later. It it, it, the, it reappears. The, it re yeah, reappears on the doorstep. So that's right. That's yep. right. You you, can, you can't get rid of the Babadook, right? Yes. Yep. But yeah, so right out of the gate, the book is is clearly fucked. Uh, it's a little pop up book. With Creepy black and white imagery, um, and just it, what does it, it say? You wish you wish you were dead. Yeah, 
Yeah, once, you don't, once don't, you let it in. Yeah, once it let him in, you wish you were dead. And it's not, I don't know if I'd read that to yeah, any children, but. <laughs> she, doesn't, yeah. she doesn't even finish doesn't reading finish the book. It. She goes far enough. <laughs> and then he's, he's screaming and bawling in her lap. Right. <laughs> yeah. so, and he's clearly got an obsession with smashing monsters in the head. Yeah. Because right? yeah. he says that several times. Well, and, he, and she's always checking underneath his bed and, mm-hmm. and trying to show him that there's no monsters because she yeah. thinks it's just some, you know, thing that he has, you know. But he starts to get obsessed now with this new monster, the Babadook, because um, that, that's all he talks about. And, uh, yeah, and, and, you know, naturally she gets sick of it, but um, she starts noticing things as well uh, throughout, throughout the film. Yeah, and so, so she also, she works at a, at a nursing home. So, you know, she's kind of, you know, in all aspects, every hour of her life, she's taking care of someone, whether it's her child or the people at the nursing home. So she never has a break. Right. There's a guy at the nursing home who seems friendly. And, and he's, he's clearly into her. Yeah, way into her. And she is too, I, I took it as she's even, she's too overwhelmed to even realize. And so he comes over to the house one day and he brings Samuel a model airplane. Oh, that's right. And I don't know, I thought it was weird that the model airplane was an old Fokker DR1 which is the plane that the Red Baron flew. Mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of a cool... I don't know why you would get a, a little kid a World War One, you know, triplane aircraft model, but... How is that? They'll live on an island. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a large island, but it's an <laughs> island. Um, so, you know, he brings that over, and, you know, I'm starting to wonder how he's going to play in the story and what's going to happen at that point, but really, nothing really comes of that. Mm-hmm. He's just... You know, we, we, he learns that she's been lying about skipping work because she's sick, and, and nothing really comes of it. So, right. I almost feel like she longs for male companionship, but feels guilty for some reason. Yeah. Oh, which yeah, that makes sense. We find out later why. Right. But because isn't there a, a point in the movie she's like in the parking lot and sees some people making out and that's mm-hmm. right. It, it yeah. Is, yeah, she looks at him and then they the lady looks up and she looks away. Mm-hmm. That's right. So, I mean, she's clearly fine. She tries to whack it. <laughs> she tries to whack it. So. And then Samuel jumps on the bed. The Babadook is coming! Some shit, whatever yeah. she says. So, how old is he, you would say? I would say he's a four-year-old. Uh, I think he's a little older. Probably yeah, a little older. Yeah, I think he's between seven and... Oh, is he old? Probably. Yeah, seven, seven yes. and ten, something mm-hmm. like that. The kid who plays him is great. Yeah, uh, yeah. And creepy and obnoxious. <laughs> he has a, a very strange look. To yeah. him, that yeah, like definitely. he reminds me of the feral kid from the Road Warrior. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. So give give that kid Samuel a boomerang and yeah, you yeah. know another Australian movie makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say something about Australia, but I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> <laughs> I love Australia. <laughs> yeah, we love you. Yeah. <laughs> um, I I was you know so they're sitting down for dinner at one point and they, she has this awful looking pureed potato soup that's yeah. eating. And she takes a bite, and she bites into a piece of glass. Yeah. And so this is right after she reads the book, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't really understood what that meant, or if he did that, or the Babadook did that, or why the hell was her glass in the soup? Well, Samuel was yelling, the Babadook did it, right? Yeah. He immediately goes to that, the Babadook did right. it. Right. Well, and that's, that's my hang-up with this movie, is, is it... Is it real? Or is it is it her? Is it her 
I think it's it, it's her dealing with her, you know, survivor's guilt, right. and that's the what hangs over her. Or does he thrive on that kind of right. inner demon mm-hmm. and manifest himself for real? Or, you know, that and and it don't. I mean, I, I like when movies kind of leave you wondering. This one, I, I don't know. It just it it didn't do it for me. This this viewing. I liked it a lot the first time I watched it. Um, you know, kind of get, like, I like a movie that you go research after, and this is definitely one of those where you kind of look for other people's opinions right. about what you just saw. Um, but I don't know. I, Did you guys notice that every person in the movie uh, that she comes in contact with is dressed like they're going to a funeral? Every single person is wearing dark clothes and looks like they could go to a funeral. No, I didn't, I didn't notice, notice that. Also, her house on the inside is painted dark. It's very... Like chalk blue yeah. and black. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so, very dark and subdued. Right. Everything in the film is like, you know, death mm-hmm. yeah. or depression or despair, right? And I mm-hmm. thought that was, you know, I like when movies do that, when they keep it, you know, yeah. consistent. Um, but I thought it was interesting. She goes to their, the little girl's birthday party and all, you know, those other ladies are there and they don't really care about her and her mm-hmm. situation and they're wearing their black clothes and <clears throat> then talking about frivolous things and Amelia gets pissed and like lashes out at him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can tell she's kind of the outcast. Yep. And so again, that goes into her being isolated and lonely, stuck with this maniac kid and now the Babadook house. You know, that Bob, came, what's worse? I know that came out of the Trapper Keeper. Would you rather I, live I, with the Babadook the Baba, than that fucking kid? I'd rather live with the Babadook. A few times you see the Babadook, I love his look. He's he's scary. And yeah. I know it's just a flash, but the one scene that really, like, I remember vividly is when she's looking across the street at her neighbor who's watching TV. Oh, that's right. And he's, he's just there. standing in, like, the doorway behind <clears> the neighbor just looking across the street at Amelia. Um, but you only see him, what, twice? Like, uh, I mean, his face, like, yeah, well, once or twice. A couple yeah, times. Super a, a few, sparse. A few times uh, you see him. And, and I like that they don't just outward have him out there. I, and yeah, that I also helps, you know, may, led me to think that, you know, he is just an analogy for, mm-hmm. you know, her feelings and, and the difficulties she's going through. So, but the kid sees him. Right? Like, in the back of the car, there's a part where he's like, right. don't let it in, or whatever. And yeah. he's freaking out in the back of the car, and then he starts convulsing. He's looking at something, like, outside that window that right. she can't see. Yeah. So that's another thing where it's like, well, may- maybe this thing is real, uh, just showing itself to people susceptible to, to that kind of a demon. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, and also... Uh, the, the book isn't finished at first, right? There's some blank it, it, pages. It like, yeah, and like, then it, yeah, and then it like when she looks at it again, it becomes more and more sinister. Mm-hmm. What's going to happen? So that so that yeah, rose the question. This last viewing is she writing it subconsciously, uh, right? Or, or is it is it a real demon that, that manifests manifests itself? So yeah, it, it's not very clear. I definitely got got the sense, especially you know we have all these questions while we watch it, and I, to me that just rings that there was an idea that she that she, or a theme that they definitely she wanted to ex- explore, mm-hmm. um, and then built a movie around it, mm-hmm. and to me that just uh, seems like, 
I don't want to say it was like like laziness or anything like that, but that she just didn't want it to ever be cohesive. And I think that's it's just hard for audiences in this kind of story. And I don't know, like I think that's where I had trouble with it is I I wanted it to make more sense mm -hmm, because right. so many things were really good and I wanted it to really come together. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you know, I just had the, had the same questions all of you did watching it, just being like, okay, well, how does this now mix in or how do you, right. you know? And I think, I think at the end of the day, I think it was really just the one, the one theme, which we can get to at the end yeah. is the end theme. Um, but yeah, definitely so many questions. It, it's like there was a lot of, yeah, she had a lot of great ideas you know, when she wrote this movie and, but a lot of times they seem like little vignettes, little skits mm -hmm. almost, right? Yep. Cause there's the stuff with the neighbor lady. Then, you know, he was on some home alone type shit when he built the, <laughs> you know, he had the fucking yeah. trip wire and yeah. shit. I'm yeah. like, Macaulay Culkin did that just, shit. Yeah. He's building all that shit to capture the monster. Yeah. So kill the monster. Right. So there's these little things. And even, uh, when she, you know, kind of is, is trying to exercise, you know, when the Babadook is, you know, yeah, because it eventually, her. more or less, possesses her, right? Because that and the climax <clears throat> of the movie kind of. This this leads me that. to a quote that I wrote down from this movie. This is the best <laughs> line in the whole movie, and the line is: "She's saying this to Samuel. If you are that hungry, why don't you go eat shit?" <laughs> yeah, and she said that. I was I like, "Holy that. shit!" She said that. <laughs> that is fucking, fucking awesome. awesome. And, and this, and I, what is the actress's name uh, who plays Amelia? She is exceptional. Yeah, I mean, she really. Yeah, that's what this made movie this is. movie what, what it was. Yeah, her performance. Yeah, she was awesome. And when she says that line, I People just remember. Yeah, like when you're a little kid and your parents actually get that fed up with you and say some shit. My parents never told me to eat shit, but no, maybe they wanted to. But <laughs> I'm sure they did. Yeah, I felt like it was my mom saying, "Hey, why don't you go eat shit?" And I was like, "Oh, I have told my son." <laughs> 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 or, or both of them. Yeah, both of them, probably. Uh, to eat shit. You're that Several hungry, times. huh? Uh, every one of us that have kids have been to that point where we have to you get fed step up. away or right. you're going to say something you regret or maybe do something you regret. So right. anyone that's a parent can relate to this movie that they've been to that point where this woman's like fucking about to blow right. her top. <laughs> Go over the edge, whatever analogy you want to use, but and I, and we've I all been there. And her getting to that point is when she becomes <clears throat> possessed by the Babadook. You know, mm -hmm. that's her reaching that breaking point. Yep. And you know, I talked about the Home Alone thing, but also when she's trying to kind of ex when she's trying to get rid of the Babadook and she's kind of convulsing on the ground. Right. It reminded me of Blade Runner when the one replicant gets killed. D played by Daryl Hannah, that replicant, oh, yeah, and it's yeah, flopping yeah, yeah. around on yeah. the ground. I'm like, that looks like Blade Runner. <laughs> and then there's another time in this movie when she looks at the Babadook at the end when she's kind of contained it, and that bright light shoots right, out yeah. at her. It reminded me of Ghostbusters in the library. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And I don't know if that's intentional or if I just thought that. I don't know if you guys picked up on any of that, but I'm like, I've seen some of this, these yep. things before. And, you know, and then there's the screaming stuff, and a lot of it didn't quite work, but I appreciated what they were trying to do. So the, the you know, the mom screams a few times in this angry, Babadook-possessed way, 
And it's supposed to be really scary, but it, to me, I was like, oh, damn, she can yell loud. But <laughs> well, she screams at Samuel, why can't you just be normal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. And that's, yeah, that's another thing. Like, uh, she has a, an idea of what her kids should be. Because he's into magic, and he's not getting along with the other kids. And yeah. not, not Magic the Gathering, but... Uh, the, the, oh, he's the probably nerdy into that, too. <laughs> yeah, he's probably into that, too. Um, Pokemon, I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and so when she does finally get possessed, she goes full shining and tries to murder Ryan. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And, full shining. <laughs> but, um, but in the end, he's kind of the, the hero of it, right? Sam? Yeah. Yeah? He, yeah, because he saves he saved his her. mother. I mean, he... He keeps it together, and you could say that it's either him doing it or him or her realizing that he is the most important thing, and mm-hmm. you know she can get through it. But so yeah, the the Babadook possesses her, yep, and she's fighting with that, and she's you know you know breaks the dog's neck and is pulling mm-hmm. kitchen knives out and having delusions. Yeah, just they're, they're, it's the sequel. The climax of this movie is way too long. It's that, like yeah. how many minutes long is it? It's like forty minutes long. Mm-hmm. And so it's it loses some of its potency. Well, and it seems like she gets does she get possessed twice, or am I just thinking? yeah? She like goes in and out of it. Yeah. and she's like because then she's like I'm sorry, and then and then it gets her again, and right. Well, that's, she, she hears the Babadook. She hears his voice for the first time on the phone, right? And sees the Babadook in the police station, right? And then she starts hearing and seeing things a little bit more often yeah, after right. that. It, it gradually tries to get rid of the book a couple times. It shows up back once pieced together the on the The Trapper porch. Keeper, you mean? Yeah, the Trapper <laughs> Keeper. <laughs> and then she burns it. It comes back. That's and right. every time it keeps coming back, but right. it comes with back. With more content. With more content, even like Josh was talking about. Even a about. page of the dog being murdered that she does right. later in the movie. Yeah. Um, that poor dog. <laughs> and the dog's boy. featured quite a bit in the movie. The dog is always going to that little cellar room where right. they. So there's a there's a cellar in this old creepy house that where she keeps all of her her dead husband's stuff. Yeah. And you know, towards the end of the movie, during the climax, she goes down there and she's like imagining <laughs> that he's talking to her, but really he's the Babadook. And yeah, you know, you get these weird little sequences that again tie into this climax being way too effing long. <laughs> yes, where it just I'm like, I'm like, I get it. I know what this movie's about, and I'm pretty sure I know what's going to happen. But there is a twist at the end, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. With what happens. So after they they best the beast, so to speak, um, get rid of the Babadook, uh, he collapses what into a pile of clothes. I've seen another movie where that happens. I think it's called <laughs> The Wizard of Oz. Yes. <laughs> Weird. Um, and then yeah, everything seems seems normal after that, right? <laughs> yeah, they're, they're happy family and spoiler alert, by the way, they're a happy family and. They're out and they're having is it his his birthday party? Yeah, he finally gets his birthday party that she's been. Yeah, DCFS comes back and everything's great, and <laughs> she's outside and she's like, "Oh, I gotta you stay here. I gotta go inside for a minute." And she walks. She's gathered up a bunch of worms in a bowl, yeah. and she goes inside and goes in the cellar and she's got the Baba Duke or whatever it is chained up in the cellar and she's been feeding it worms, because you know she's locked him down and that's how she has to keep him so you know obviously that's in my opinion her you know always having this guilt but able to control it and able to move on with her life yeah it's it's repressed right it's it's, yeah repressed emotions um but yeah i mean even his birthday party 
his birthday is the anniversary of her husband's death. Cause, right, because he yeah, was born. Yeah, right. So it's all kind of symbolic at the end because it is his birthday party. She's they celebrating. The, they got in the wreck on the way home from the hospital, right? right. Or on the way to, on the, way to, 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 to the, the hospital. hospital. Yeah. That's so right. she's accepted her, which is symbolic. She accepts her son and celebrates him. With his weird magic trick. Yeah. He did that weird magic trick yep. at the end, too. <laughs> but having having the end be his birthday party and, and her kind of embracing that, uh, realizing he's the most important thing in her life, right. and she needs to move on, yet she still goes down and feeds her demon some worms and keeps it alive. <laughs> yeah, but previous to that, she goes in the basement, right, and she has that illusion that she's seeing her husband who has passed and her husband says we can be together but you just need to give me the boy right yeah, oh, yeah. that's right <laughs> i forgot creepy and then soon after that she's like full-on possessed right. by the babadook doing the daryl hannah flop right. <laughs> and she pukes all that which a lot of that stuff is out. very cool and, and effective i think it's just it's not yeah it's not strung together haven't we seen the, the, the black barf in a movie before, too? <laughs> I'm telling you, all these things I've seen, and I don't know if that's intentional or not. But yeah. It's homage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. So let's, let's talk about the things we liked about this movie. So I liked it had good tension building. Mm-hmm. It had some really great transitions showing her from going night to day, but showing her the whole time through the night where they did some, like, I don't know what you'd call it, where it's like they're fast-forwarding time, but yes. she's not moving. You know, she's underneath mm-hmm. the blanket. Cool stuff like that. Time so the, the movie was crafted really well, I think. And with yeah. the budget they had, yeah. I mean, I think they did a tremendous job making it look like a, you know, a big-budget movie. That's what I like. Yeah. yeah. I, I think did. it was acted really well, too. Absolutely. No, yeah. on, on all fronts. Even I did love kid. that scene where she was under the blanket because she's freaked the fuck out. Yeah, scared. The back <laughs> Babadook. But at that point, she hadn't really like seen it or anything. Right. She's the just shadows seeing like the right? shadows and yeah. the weird shit. Covers her head with the blanket all night long. And, you, and, and then you it like that. time lapses really quick and she's like right. doing that paranormal activity shit where it's fast forward through the night. Right. You know, but Samuel keeps getting in bed with her over and over and over and it's obviously a reoccurring theme from even before the time we've started watching yeah it's, it's, it's been that these two are right have been sleeping together and mm-hmm. is that her dependency needing him him on her it's a codependency right. i mean i'm sure it's a codependency it, it, it's like she's she's so fed up with her what's going on in her life she just has no time for any of her needs yeah. Like, the, back to the vibrator thing, she wants some alone time, and she can't even do that. Fucking right. dick rock, rocks her world. <laughs> like, what are you doing? I can't even get off. <laughs> Fucking kid. You Fucking know, kid, man. <laughs> it was interesting. So I, I actually tried, I tried to watch this when it first came onto VOD, and my, my first initial reaction was I got 10 minutes in, my first initial reaction was like, uh, the kid's the bad guy. Right. And I'm not into this movie, so I shut it off. And then we decided to do a podcast about it, so I <laughs> fucking watch it again. <laughs> and I actually Thanks, finished guys. it this time. <laughs> and I, I still kind of felt that way. I still kind of felt like, yeah, you know, I feel like this kid is kind of the bad guy. And then, you know, after doing some research, it, you know, it became kind of clear that that the Babadook was uh, was her grief. Yes. 
and I think you know anyone who's who's dealt with grief kind of realizes that you 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 can't get rid of it, right? Um, and so I think that's kind of the, the end theme is that you, she's never going to shed it, so it stays down there right. with the boxes with the pictures, and she has to go down every once in a while and yeah. accept her grief. Right. Plus, for whatever reason, she has no support. Her sister yeah. seems like you know. You know, a real terrible person. The only person she has in her life is this elderly next door neighbor that has Parkinson's, right? Mm -hmm. Who's you know kind of clearly loves yeah loves Amelia and Samuel, right? And and that's all she has. And so, I mean, I, I can I can identify with the struggle for sure. I mean, if I was you know dealing with my little kids jumping in my bed every night <laughs> with no one to help me out, you know, my movie would have ended very differently. <laughs> Yeah. Man incarcerated. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think everyone, I, it's weird because we watched it and then COVID happened. And now right. I feel this movie a, a lot more. Right. Because you've this. been trapped because inside I've been trapped with, your with my fucking kid. Yeah. yeah, we can all relate. And now, you know, talking about it now, I'm kind of like, yeah. I, yeah. I think one other thing, too, that I liked about this movie is this movie was, it was it's written and directed by a woman. So it has a very different feel to it and dealing with emotions that we don't usually get in horror films mm -hmm. so it's it's very heavy emotionally and you know i i have an emotional intelligence of zero <laughs> you know so for me to, it, it made the movie more interesting it was like an extra dimension to it watching it um that it was crafted that way right mm -hmm. you know it's kind of the opposite of like like a nightmare on elm street movie right whether it's not this emotional depth Right. So that's another positive thing. Uh, let's talk about what we don't like about this movie, besides the <laughs> climax being 45 minutes long and <laughs> seeing stuff from other movies in it. What else do you guys have? Well, one, one thing I just want to pop in with, just to point out the, the editing real quick. I, sure. uh, I think the editing is worth mentioning. Um, was one of, one of the shining moments in this film. And I, I think that's, that's one of the things that, that popped for me. Right. Yeah, it was cut together wonderfully. Yeah. And it flowed really well despite its shortcomings with length. Yeah. And whatnot. Yeah. I um yeah, I, I would agree with that. It's uh yeah, I, I just overall the the themes of it, uh it was very ham fisted in a way that I don't know. That if it's if it's that ham fisted but still leaves you asking questions about what it's trying right. to tell you. I mean, it's pretty obvious in the end, but I, I don't know. It, maybe I overthink it when I watch, when I watch it. But, um, but the scary parts I thought were scary, and I think the Babadook is a cool-looking beast. It's a cool <laughs> idea, yeah. right? It's an awesome idea, and I mean, whether it was executed properly or not is anyone's opinion. I mean, I think. I liked the monster in this movie, yeah, right. and I want to talk about the monster. Well, I first want... tell me what you don't like about this movie. <laughs> I don't like that fucking kid. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't like the kid. I would kill that kid. Not I the child the actor, but the character, mind you. Yeah. But seriously, I mean, the woman was fantastic, Yeah. and I could not have dealt with it the way that she did, like having that kid. 
No fucking way. None of us. <laughs> no here, here fucking way. I think most men, there we would be. Dis- there's no way we could handle. I mean, it, I lose my shit in like 30 seconds if my kid's screaming in my face and I have to walk away. So a, a dis- I mean, imagine that for like right. several years. This kid yeah. screams an awful more than most movies. This kid screams randomly throughout the movie, mm-hmm. and it is it's frustrating watching yeah. it. Yeah. Because like you said, you lose your shit. Yeah. In 30 seconds. I'm done. Right. I have to leave. Yeah, this movie has more kids screaming than, go- than Goonies. Yeah. <laughs> kids screaming. So, what do you like about the monster? What do you want to talk about? The, the, so, the Baba Duke the look of the himself. <laughs> so, is it an Eldrick horror? And if you don't know what an Eldrick horror is, I have a definition. Oh, nice. <laughs> an Eldrick horror is a creature that is so abnormal or obtuse that it defies logic and laws of physics. They are often very old, and the mere sight of them is often enough to drive most people crazy. And some examples of an Eldritch Horror are like Cthulhu mm-hmm. nice. or Slender Man. Right. They never really reveal their true selves. Mm-hmm. You never really see them as their self. They're always disguised as, as something, something else. else. Right. And at one point in the movie, like we as viewers of the movie, we never see the monster. We see it as what it's disguised as. Right, the it's, Babadook. It's the hat and the gloves. The creature so from true. the book. But there is one moment in the movie where the mom sees it. There's that that's glow. That, that's that scene that I said looked like Ghostbusters. Yeah, right. she's like, oh! There's that glow. But she's seeing the true form of the monster. Right. She's not seeing it like we've seen it throughout this movie. And that leaves like this whole other mystery of the monster where all of us are... Assuming, yeah, like, this is grief. This is her dealing with this grief. Mm-hmm. But is it really? See, I would, like to, I would like to think that it's a real monster. And, and that is where, like... That, and that's what I like about the movie, is that it, as if that is the case, that's... Uh, I, I could deal with cool. the monster. I couldn't deal with the grief. Right. I couldn't deal with the kid. I'd rather have <laughs> the monster. I couldn't deal with the kid. I mean, look, that, that's the thing. Like, to, to, I, I was never afraid of the monster... The, watching it at all, I, I, I was. Yes, yeah. See, and I, I didn't jump, and I wasn't scared. And the appearance of it in this disguise doesn't frighten me at all. Right. Um, I felt frightened for Amelia because she was alone and vulnerable, you know, in, in this weird dark house. But and nothing ever really happened to freak me out. But again, like I said, the, the grief aspect of it, having that burden, that would freak me out more. Yeah. I when I watched it, and it crawls on the ceiling and. That part and it moves yeah. all unnaturally and then it like launches down at her. I, I paused it and did a little whoop. <laughs> 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 but yeah. these Eldritch horrors, they're they're otherworldly beings that the that literally the only way that they can stay alive is feeding on energy from right. other people. Hmm. Much like Freddy Krueger, much like right. Pennywise. They're feeding on the fear of other people to stay alive, mm-hmm. and, this, and I feel like this that's totally what, works. He yeah. feeds on, he's feeding on their fear, and it's building great. throughout the entire movie. True, and he's intensifying as their fear is intensifying. His powers and his appearance, the more they see him more and more, right. as their fear builds, his power is building. They're seeing him more. They're being affected more. Which eventually leads to Amelia being fully possessed, right? Because like the the emotions, whether it's the emotions of her dealing with Samuel, 
her fear of the monster, it's fully consumed her. Mm. And the monster possesses her. And But then when she takes that away, then now it's subservient to her. And exactly. now she can control it. When she scolds it, it retreats to the basement. That's right, that's right. Yeah. So just like much like Freddy Krueger, much like Pennywise, when you stand up to it, when right. you show when you show it, I'm not afraid of you. Get the fuck out of here. It it does. It retreats because it, it knows like, well, I'm not going to get anything out of this anymore. I've got to go find a new quote unquote host. I've got to go find someone else I can scare the fuck out of. Right. And so maybe her standing up to this monster, it's retreated down into the basement and it's weak. It's not scaring them anymore, but for some fucking reason, they're keeping it alive and feeding it. I like that yeah. take on it. Fuck yeah, I want to go watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely, I appreciate that. But yeah, I think what you said there, again, there's that last question, where are we feeding it? And I think that's just kind of where it fell apart for me. It just, it, it couldn't be one thing or the other. Right. And at the end of the day, for me, I, I felt like, choose one, mm-hmm. and it should have been a short film. Yeah. That's, that's the way I felt. Because again, I couldn't get into it from the get-go. Watching it again, I was just kind of like, "God damn!" It is a bummer. Like, movie. Yeah, it it's really a bummer. Is. It's, it's just kind of like it's a sad movie. Yeah. What yeah. is it? Am, are we? Is the kid the bad guy? Is she? Is this real? Is it a monster? Is it not? And and by the time you get to the end and you don't get the answer, you're kind of like, "Oh shit!" You couldn't have just done this in twenty minutes. Mm-hmm. I could have so, been to. So, what's your recommendation on this film, Chris? Uh, I mean, I feel like it's it's hard you know if if you like psychological horror if you really really are into that genre then um then this might be the movie for you if if you're looking for just kind of a solid story um where you where you get you know at least a little bit of closure you know a little bit of answers you feel like like you you've come to some something then you know that that's not this movie. Yeah, forget um, that. You're not gonna get that. Yeah, no yeah. closure here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So is, is this a watch or no watch for you? For me, it's for me, it's a no watch. I don't tell okay. people to watch this movie. Um, but again, editing, visual art, um, even the directing, right? right. She she directed a hell of a film. I just don't think the writing was there personally. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the writing was still good. But, just but overall not, story. Sure. It's like what you said, Ken. It's it's a lot of really good little mini bits. Right. Into one, yeah, maybe, maybe too long of a movie that doesn't really mesh well, perfectly. And Are you telling people to go watch it? I, yeah, I say I say watch it. I I uh, I enjoyed it. It um, it is. It has, it has great acting. Some really spooky moments. Uh, climax does drag, but it is intense, and um, and then the twist is, you know, you, you get the huh, uh, oh okay, but and which can be fun if, if done properly, and it, it kind of does. I don't know. It's overall, I I liked it, but the more I watch it, the the less I like it. I guess. I guess it's just less effective. Sure. So. Doug, what do you think? Yeah, it's not... I mean, I would recommend watching it. 
at least once. It's a worth. It's a worthy watch. Right. At least one time, because it's a movie we can. Well, at least as parents, you can relate with. Whether it's a movie about dealing with your own demons and how you either lock them up inside until they come bursting out in some sort of way, whether negatively or otherwise, or keeping your demons, whatever they may be, at bay and keeping them away from your child. You know, this, this movie is also a movie about protecting your child at all costs, no matter what. Because in the end, Amelia, as a mother, she did that. She, as crazy as this kid is, as difficult as this kid is, whether he is ADD, whether he has autism, whether he's just dealing with grief. Or does cocaine in the basement. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. he probably does. Yeah. I mean, he's fucking wired all the time. Yeah. But whether any of those are going on, we don't really know. It's never discussed. But she's protecting her child at all costs when he's kicked out of school when they scold that kid in school she's in those teachers as a principal whoever, sure. whomever she's talking to she's in their face defending her child she's protecting her child at all costs whether it's from the grief or right. the okay. monster or what else, whatever <clears throat> so it's a movie we can relate to I mean we've all felt these emotions we've all been all been through this shit and then the monster is just another really cool element that they throw in and makes you think, like, is the monster there? Is it not there? Is it a total illusion? We don't know. And like Chris said, there's no resolution to anything. It just kind of ends with them feeding the monster. But Worms. I hope yeah, it is there, and I hope that it is an eldritch whatever, because that's fucking cool. <laughs> eldritch horror. Yeah, it can kind of be both right. in that in that scenario. I like the is grief that. an eldritch horror? Are we feeding our grief? Yeah, see, could be. I think that's a great, great explanation. You know, I, I I think this movie is is good. I think it's you know it was crafted, you know, carefully. I, obviously, it has some shortcomings, but I would recommend people to watch it just to improve their, you know, their backlog of, of scary movies. <laughs> you, know, you can it, add it to the queue. Just add it to the add it and then it, you know it, it'll help you to understand other movies and it has interesting themes. Um, again I, I didn't think it was the, the most terrifying movie I've ever seen and it made me feel sad. So yeah. I say go watch it for that reason. Other than that, uh I think that's about it for the Baba Duke. So thank you for listening and uh, we'll see you again next time.